The Pete Carroll Show. The first word from the Seahawks head coach every Monday at 9.30 with Mike Salk. Brought to you by Pizza Hut on 710 ESPN Seattle. Waiting on Coach Carroll. Uh, Hopefully he'll be with us here in just a moment or two. In the meantime, what do you know about Mallet Finger? By all accounts, that's uh, what we're looking at here for Russell Wilson. We'll ask Pete about that in a few moments when he gets here. But a couple reports out this morning, uh, NFL Network, for one, saying that it is a mallet finger issue for Russell Wilson. We've heard everything from six to eight weeks to potentially earlier than that. But regardless, uh, it does seem like, as Pete said yesterday, he called it a bad sprain. Uh, That may be the same type of a thing. So we're trying to figure out what's going on with Russell Wilson's finger Clearly injured it last night, hitting Aaron Donald in the hand and in the arm, uh, and was not able. He went back in a couple of times, but wasn't able to finish the game. Russell Wilson is arguably, certainly, the toughest quarterback who's ever played. I mean, like, Russ takes all kinds of punishment. He always pops back up. He played through an MCL tear for an entire season and had another knee issue that year as well and still finished the year with barely missing a snap and certainly not a whole game. So there's no one tougher than Russ. If he can't go, it's because he can't throw, right? It's, if he can't go, it's because he can't be effective. Russell was willing to play and able to play through the immense pain in his knee with almost no mobility, and he was still out there doing his thing and super successful down the stretch that season. This year, and this right now what he's dealing with, is a finger issue where if he can't throw, he can't play quarterback. If he can't throw accurately and with some zip on the ball, then he can't play quarterback. Probably can't even take a snap that hard off of a finger when you're going to Well, I was wondering about that. They did put him under center, so he was able to at least at some point. I'm sure it just hurts every time, right? Like, bang, ow. Yeah. Also on adrenaline at the time. But he's willing to deal with that, I think. That's what's so great about Russ. That's why I talk about his toughness. Russ is willing to handle the the difficulty of, of the pain. If he can't throw, though, and he can't be effective, he can't be the quarterback. I uh, just saw a tweet from Ray Roberts. He was responding to Danny O'Neill, who had talked to an orthopedic surgeon about this. But Ray says, I've played with mallet fingers without anything more than taping them up and getting back at it. Two things. My fingers look jacked up. And the second thing, I didn't have to grip and throw a football. Well, so right. long story short for Russ, interesting. That's all I got. Yeah, I mean, right. I mean, I think if Russ played another position and it's just a matter of pain, you tape the thing up and off you go. Splint it up. Can you throw a football with a splint on your finger? Uh, depends, I guess, on the type of injury and the type of splint. His left hand seems to be just fine. I know. How about Russ? You think he's going to go left-handed? <laughs> I just imagine him like the guy in uh, in a Princess Bride. Like the one thing you don't know about me, I am not left-handed, right? Like that's because I know something you don't know. And what is that? I am not left-handed. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, what he didn't know is the other guy wasn't left-handed either. So. Yeah, I don't think Russ is left-handed. I don't uh, look. I I injured my hand about as badly as you can injure a hand when I was a kid. Told the story many times. Maybe you've heard it. Maybe not. I'll tell the very short version. I I partially severed my hand when I was twelve years old. I was in the hospital for a month. I had ten surgeries on my left hand. So it was. I mean, and it still is. You know, it, it works, but certainly not like yours does. So I was. I've suffered about as bad a hand injury as anyone you know who didn't have it amputated. And thankfully, I was right-handed. If I had had to relearn how to write, how to do everything with my left, I, I can't imagine having to have done that. Yeah. I mean, nuts. it was hard enough learning how to do various things just one-handed. Showering becomes challenging, right? Like, how do I soap up this part? Like, there were a lot of things that you don't think about 
that become weird, especially at the beginning when I was wearing a splint all the time or like a like a giant thing over it. So it was always like, okay, well, I've got to wash my hair. I can't pour the soap into that hand. So I had to pour like the shampoo onto my knee and then like take it off my knee. with my. So like you figure out how to do stuff because, you know, that's what you do. But but an NFL quarterback, I don't think you're going to learn how to throw the ball with your left hand in a matter of 10 days. That seems <laughs> unlikely that he's going to figure that out. So uh, we are waiting for Pete, uh, assuming that he will be here in just a moment or two. We're uh, running. Got some film to watch, I guess. I, I am left handed and I broke my left hand when I was probably I think I was in kindergarten. So it was, I was at school it was my first year. OK. And I remember having to do everything right handed afterwards. So now I can write with both. Can you really? Yeah, I can. Not good. But I was forced to because I would. Was hurt. That seems incredibly impossible for me to imagine. Coach Carroll sitting down with us right now. Good morning, Coach. How are you? Oh, are you asking? Not really. I was just being polite, I guess. Thanks. <laughs> I'm sorry. That. What happened yesterday, Coach? Well, we were rolling along and uh, liked the way the game was going. You know, we were feeling like we were uh, some of the things we want to get done. We were slowing them down on, on defense. We were winning on third down. Uh, we were taking care of the quarterback and uh, with the pass rush in the first half. And, you know, we missed our opportunity to, to get the second score there, um, you know, uh, in the two-minute situation. And we would have been in pretty good shape right there. And uh, we we weren't able to get that done. But uh, – and then the second half, there was, there was a handful of plays that just – and they kind of came in a bit of a flurry. And uh, a few of them were the same kind of plays, Mike. They were, like, in, in behind us in, in our zone stuff. And uh, – and they were able to make explosive plays on them, you know. And then we, and it's really it's deep to short defense. We try to make them dump the ball underneath them. We didn't do it. We didn't do it properly, and we, we broke down. And it happened a couple weeks ago too, you know. And so that's 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 alarming to me that we're, we didn't fix an issue that we saw back in Minnesota that was very similar, you know. And they had the big play, you know, the big third down play when they, when they checked it, and they were they were very fortunate that that happened. And and. Uh, um, but that was a significant play. So that was enough, you know, and, and uh, against a hard, tough team to play. And, you know, we, we, we screwed up an opportunity to really get a great win right there. Can you walk me through the play you're mentioning, the type of play where, where the, the, the plays over the middle that you said were repeated a couple yeah, of times? Yeah, sure. What, sure. Is, what are they trying to do offensively, and what are you trying to do to stop that? It's a good question because people don't understand how this works. The, um What's happening is there's a variety of ways that people can put uh, routes in front of the linebackers when you're playing zone, and and then they wrap receivers in behind them, and they they look to see whether or not you know you stay deep and hold your depth and force them to throw the ball underneath or not, or you respond to the guys underneath you. That's the whole idea. So you're and putting pressure on the linebacker essentially to make the, a decision. It's inside defenders, yeah, basically. And if they have a chance to hold the ball to see it, then they can you know. The, the initial drop of the linebacker, and you see they feel the line, you know, the, the inside the pass defender bite up, then they can throw the ball behind him. And that, that happened about four times in the game. And, uh, and all different varieties. And it wasn't the same route. It, you know, it was different stuff. And uh, it just caught us. And we were in different coverages, too. We weren't in the same coverage every time. We were in, in a variety of different things that we played, and it got different guys. And so um, I'm really disappointed because in, in the league, one of the things you have to do is you have to fix your problems. You know, from week to week, because the teams study everything and they see every play, and they they know you know where they want to try you, and they want to see is that is that issue still available for them, and that's you know what it wasn't anything um, 
overly creative on their part uh, or anything in, ingenious. It was just basic stuff that we didn't play well enough. And, and uh, we're not, we have to, the, the under coverage has to fit with the rhythm of the pass rush. And they've got to hold and defend until the ball gets, you know, is, is declared. And we have to hold and it wasn't uh, there wasn't really long rhythm routes, you know. There, but there were full rhythm routes, and and uh, we we got too too antsy and jumped up and got got out of our passing lanes. Just so I understand the difference between a long rhythm and full rhythm, are you saying a long rhythm would be you know a go pattern, something deep deep down the field? No, no, What's the no, difference? It's, it's how long the guy that holds the football. Ah, uh, okay, got it. Yeah, so it's yeah. a, okay, got it. So how long the quarterback is in the pocket and able to kind of stare down what he yeah, wants and to it's, do? Yeah, it, and it's Mike. It's just a. It's just a beat longer, you mm -hmm. know, and, and it's when he, he has to throw the ball right back foot hits, boom, got to throw the ball, or he, or he gets back there, uh, sits, and then gets to declare. That little time difference there is, you know, about a half a second, and there's that's where you can, you know, th there's a difference. And the, if we allow the quarterback to be comfortable there, then, you know, they can expose you if you if you falter, which we did, and uh, they took advantage of it. Years ago, I always used to think that baseball was the best sports radio conversation because of all the second guessing and all the things you could do, but in so many ways, football makes for so many interesting conversations because of what you just said. You've got a problem with this one route that seems, or this one concept, yeah. and is it the safeties? Is it the linebackers that's affected by the pass rush? The, the idea of trying to figure out what's happening is so challenging, I think, for a layperson I imagine that has to be right at the top of your to-do list this week to try to figure out what level of your defense is the best way to stop this thing. Well, no, it, this is really it's our execution. We have to execute better. These are not principles that aren't fundamental to us. They're basic to us. We're we're we're, we're getting antsy in our in our in our setups and our coverage, and we're biting on stuff that we don't need to bite on. We need to hold off and be more patient and make the ball get thrown underneath us. And we've been doing this for years. And uh, unfortunately, we haven't. Uh, from a couple weeks ago, we saw it, and then it came back to get us again. And and we've been working on it too. <laughs> that's the part that's disturbing to me. We've been we're focusing. It's a focused area for us, and we didn't get through get it done. So what this is is a work in progress, and we got to get better. And unfortunately, as it kills us, we, you know, we had to give up a game to get to, to get to this next step. Last thing on this, and, and I know it's a tough question to answer, but do you have the right talent? Do you have the right players to defend this type of stuff? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Okay. Um, elsewhere, Jamal Adams has been a big conversation today, and just sort of generally, how how is he playing for you right now? Well, he's in, he's he got himself in a situation where uh, uh, that that deep ball that was thrown, he was deeper than the guy that was running the route like he was supposed to be, and uh, I think because it was uh, Deshaun Jackson who is the guy their bomber, you know, I think he took off. This, Jamal took off to, to guarantee that he wouldn't get beat deep. And the ball's well underthrown, and it's just a funky play. It's a funky play, and uh, unfortunately, you know, nobody else could help him. And, and we had the guy double covered in, at that time, and, uh, and unfortunately, they make a huge play out of it. And it, it, then they come right back, and he gets a one-on-one -on -one route, and, and you know, and he gets beat in the corner, and that's how that's that's football. That's what happened. I know how much so, you like Deshaun Jackson. I've heard you talk. We talked about him a few years ago and how you wanted to get him at USC, right? I mean, like he's he's been someone you've liked for a long time. So yeah, he's a very talented player, you know, and, and he always was, you know, coming out of high school and, and when he was a sophomore in high school, you could tell, you know. How about the usage uh, with Jamal Adams? I mean, last year he was rushing the passer. It seems so much seven, eight, nine times a game, and and I saw a stat today. He's only rushed the passer seventeen times so far this year. Are, are you using him differently this year? Um, no, not necessarily. We're, 
we're using him uh, more specifically in some stuff that we've been able to develop. But um, no, and and there's you know pressures have to do with opportunities with formations and things like that too, and whether they give you the chance to to bring a guy in when you're uh, you know in that position. And so um, he, he's he's in every game plan. He was his number was called. He got moved out of some stuff because of formations and things like that where he didn't get to come. But uh, uh, we still want we still want him to rush. We still want him to be part of it. Yeah. What about Bobby? What have you seen from him so far this year? Well, he's had a highly productive year, you know, numbers of tackles and all. Um, Bobby's in, in the in the firing line there, you know, in some of the calls that are that are coming in the middle, and, and he's got to help us on those just like everybody else that gets his chances. Jordan, you know, is continuing to grow with, with as he's learning. It's amazing how you have to be so right. And when you're young and you're new, uh, I mean, a false step here, a, a flinch the wrong way, and you can be taken advantage of, and that's that's just the growing pains, and we just have to keep working it uh, with both those guys. Uh, on the other side of it, Daryl Taylor, I heard you talk about him last night. It sure seems like he brings a, a, an explosive element to that pass rush yeah, right now. Yeah, he, he, he definitely does, and, and uh, um, he's, he's doing a nice job. He's learning his stuff. He's growing. He's going to be a, a, a bigger factor as we continue to develop him. Um, it, it it is always the case now with the young guys that you have to you have to live with you know the errors that happen because they're as they grow through stuff and and it's like the most subtlest of things and he's one of those the young kids that's learning and growing and he's going to be a fantastic player. What do we know about Russell this morning? Um, you know he's getting he, he's he's getting after it this morning. He's already traveling to to get looked at uh, by a specialist to make sure that. Uh, we know exactly what we need to know, and and so the decisions can be really clear. We've been, we've talked a half dozen times since the game was over already, and and uh, and I'll be there, you know, on the phone with him when he's getting his, uh, you know, the the opinion from the docs and all that. So uh, we don't know enough yet. There's been a report out that it's a, and I, I hesitate to say this on the air, a mallet finger. Does that sound right? That this is a mallet finger issue. It it, it could be that. Yeah, it, it is. That's one of the. I mean, they got to make sure and check that stuff out and and uh, declare that officially from the from the specialist. Do you have a sense yet as to how long he could be out if he's going to no. miss time? No, there's there, there would be no point in men, making mention of that. He has not seen the doc yet uh, that he's going to see that's going to you know determine really uh, the significance of this and 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 all that. But. Uh, what you should know is that <laughs> I don't think Russ slept a, a minute last night um, in, in his efforts to try and get all the information he could and get set up for today and so that we can get things underway and all of that. Um, and uh, he'll do everything you can possibly do, and he'll and he'll maximize the opportunity to get back as soon as possible because that's just what he's always done. You know, Russell's never missed a football game in his life. I mean, peewee football, Pop Warner, whatever you want to call it, Little League. Uh, all the way through high school and college in, in, in the NFL for 10 years. He's not missed a game. So this is this is a crushing uh, development for him to have to deal with because he just has never, you know, he's never been there before. But he is attacking it all full on. Uh, and, and if he could have thrown the ball last night, he would have. Yeah, so i got to imagine that's the, the deciding factor. I mean, it's certainly not his toughness. We saw him play through an MCL injury a few years ago. He's as tough as a football player could possibly be in terms right. of handling pain. So it's not a pain issue, right? It's just a matter of can he physically use yeah. that finger. Yeah. I would yeah. imagine the middle finger is awfully important to throwing the football. Sure it is. Sure it is. You know, it comes, the, the last flick comes off those, those two fingers right there, and then that's, that's where the control comes from. And also the zip. So 
Uh, you know, I, I've I've been through this before. I'll, I'll give you. I don't know if you have time for this story, but uh, Drew Bledsoe uh, at, at the Patriots. Um, we had a game in similar fashion, followed through and hit his index finger. Though this is Russell's middle finger, and uh, and you know he he was going to take the next play, and he and he stopped, and we called timeout. He came walking over. He says, I, "I can't feel my finger," you know, and 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 uh, so we talked about it and. Do you think he can go in? And he said, okay, yeah. So he goes back in and throws a ball that wobbles like crazy, you know, and then we come out, and, and in between the series, we, we're talking about it, and he says, I don't know, man, I'll, I'll, and I'll try. And it uh, was right at the end of the game, uh, and, and I think it was Houston or something, I don't know. And, and um, he, he has to come back. We have, we have to come back in the game to win the football game in the fourth quarter. And he throws a couple balls, and the ball's going all over the place. And uh, can't control it. We get a PI that sets up a, a chance at a touchdown play. He throws. He comes out, throws the ball to the seam <laughs> receiver, and the ball goes to the wide receiver outside. Uh, 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 was name Jefferson? And and he and he goes up the sidelines, makes a play. We kick the ball. And we, we win the football game. And uh, he didn't even throw it to the same guy that, that caught it. You know. And he had surgery and played the next week, and it it, it didn't work out. But he did everything he could. Uh, so I mean, it's it's. Uh, um, you know, we've been, I've been through this before. Matter of fact, to go a little bit farther, the, uh, um, during the week on Wednesday's practice, he had had surgery on Monday, and he was going to try to play with it. They said he could try. And they had to figure out which finger, you know, where, how to shoot up his hand, you know, with the, you know, the medicine. And so there was two, two choices. So what we did was uh, they took the, he took the choice that he was going to experiment on Wednesday and, and would not practice the rest of the week. And so I took the shot in the other finger, or the other way that you could you could shoot it, and, and threw with him in practice that day. So we're both we're both throwing the ball with numb hands, you know, trying to figure out what's the right way to do it. And you know, we needed to experiment some way, so he and I did it together and uh, figured out his way was better. I couldn't throw it for for, for nothing, and, and uh, you know, so he did everything he could too in, in that situation. So we've been through this, and yeah. Russell, Russell will handle this as well as it can be handled. Sean Jefferson, I think. Sean Jefferson, there you go. Yeah, I remember sorry. Sean yes. Jefferson. Yeah. Pretty good play. He went from San Diego, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, he's coaching, coaching ball. Um, the rhythm of the offense, though, even before Russ got hurt, I mean, as a casual observer, it didn't seem to be as in sync as maybe you wanted it to be. How it, you... it, it, it's felt, you know, if you look at the games, there's been portions of it that look great, but if you look at the games, we haven't really found the, the rhythm that's been consistently throughout, and that's, that's you know, we're, they're still working at it, and uh, we've been explosive, we've made plays, uh, we had great opportunities, we were behind them last night a couple times, and, and, and we were working with the running game, but it, it's the consistency that we're all looking for and uh, throughout the game, and uh, unfortunately, it hasn't quite been there, and, and so we're, it's just, uh, again, you know, long season, and we're working, and we got to keep working to get better. Uh, fortunately, uh, Gino came in and really sparked us, you know, in, in his attempts, and, and we can do everything that we do with Russ with, with Gino. Uh, Gino's magnificent at understanding the system and all of that. You could tell that. And uh, we'll, we'll just keep putting it together and see if we can get it right. It'd be great to get Chris back. You know, it's a big factor. I, I did think Alex played well and did a nice job again and was, was effective in the game. But uh, I, I agree that it doesn't feel as, it's not as smooth as we like it to be. So, so what happened when Gino came in? Because it did seem to give you an immediate lift i mean it's a 98 yard touchdown drive and what was different during that drive well we were in full tempo you know we were going as fast as we could go and uh because we were two score games so um that that's what you saw that's um and it just it 
the defense plays differently in those situations. They're trying to keep it from being happening fast so you can take advantage of that. And, and Gino was was there at the moment and was able to do that. And uh, so, you know, it's a little bit different game right then. How about DK Metcalf yesterday battling Jalen Ramsey for much of it? I mean, it seemed like those two guys were just getting after each other. Yeah, I thought it was a great battle. It was really physical, and, and I thought DK did, did it uh, really well. Had, had a big was a huge factor in the game. Great uh, the great touchdown pass Russ hits him with. Uh, that was magnificent timing and rhythm and toughness and all of that. And then he had a couple of really tough plays that, you know, they're hitting the hell out of him and he's going, you know, he's he's falling forward and lunging on every one of them. Uh, I thought it was a really cool game for those guys. I heard you say last night you've never seen the double punt before. I don't think uh, Joe or Troy had seen it before. I don't think Dave or Rabel had ever seen the double punt before. So I know Dixon had no idea it was legal. Did you know it was legal? Did you know the rule? Honestly, I did not know it. I found, I called in this morning to get to it because I've never seen it before. I've never seen that happen. And, and I mean, that's a lot of football. <laughs> you know, I've not seen that ever occur. And the the marvelous uh, tempo that Mike demonstrated when he scooped the ball up, I think the ball was spinning. He scooped the ball up and, and, then, and then just looks and says, now nah, i got to kick it, decides to kick it all in a flash of an instant. And then to kick such a – you know, it's like the Willie Mays catch, you know, uh, you know, at the polo grounds. It's not the catch, it's the turn and the throw. You know, I mean, after he scoops it up, the marvelous play that he get that done, and then to make a kick and kick the ball – you know, whatever it was, I don't know what the net on the kick was, but it was... 60-something yards. I mean, yeah, he crushed it, had, it. Yeah, yeah, it was an amazing play. And that takes him all the way back to when he was a little kid playing, you know, playing rugby and all that when he was growing up. And, and uh, it was a, a really, I think that's as good a play as you can see in the game. Well, in his biggest moment, he did what it is he does. And, and we talk a lot about identity, and you and I talked about it a couple of weeks ago, of trying to really determine what that identity is. What do you fall back on now? You have a long week. What do you spend this week working on to to be to be the Seahawks and play Seahawks football? Yeah, Mike, we have we have to clean up, uh, continue to clean up stuff so that we can. It, it's about being really precise, you know. And and uh, the teams are so good that if you make an error, they take advantage of it. If you if you're off a step, if you just don't quite hit your fit, you know, the running back makes five yards and, and we have to be just better at everything that we're doing. And, and uh, so that's, that's just the challenge of the season, you know, and sometimes you're fortunate to get off with a really good start and hit it. And this is not a great start for us, obviously. And, and we have to clean stuff up across the board and, and so that they're not, the same issues don't show up. That's when we're really not doing well is mm-hmm. when you see the same problem continue to show. And uh, that that's something that pisses me off and it always has about the game. You know how it works, and, and you have to fix your problems and, and uh, uh, to make progress. And so you know, here we go. Are you close? I think we're really close. Yeah, I think we really should have won the game last night. I felt like we should win the game. You know, and, and uh, the screwy play that, that, that breaks out, you know, we – we did a marvelous job on third down last night on defense. They converted two third downs on defense. They've converted four in the last two weeks. We've made a huge improvement right there. And and, and two of the ones last night were back to back. And one of them was the was the the play before the long play. You know, and and that was it. So, uh, uh, you know, I like our short yardage stuff. There's a lot. There's there's some things that we're doing that's better than we've done in the past. We need to do more of it. Coach, uh, you get the weekend uh, without a game this week. You get a long week or uh, essentially the mini-bye uh, before Pittsburgh. So sounds like you got some work to do. Looking yeah. forward to seeing it uh, out on the field. We're going to max it out. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. There you go. See There's you. Coach Carroll uh, who takes the time with us day after every single Seahawks game.